Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond and dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. A few months ago, I opened my message by showing a clip of the Pixar movie Inside Out. Were you, were, did you, were you guys here? Yeah, okay, good, good. For those of you who weren't here, have have you seen the movie? Have you guys seen Inside Out? Okay. Oh, highly recommend it. In the clip, uh, we are introduced to a newborn baby named Riley. And shortly thereafter, the cast of characters that dictate her emotional life. Pixar animated, and I have a slide here, anger, disgust, fear, joy, and sadness to look like this. The movie follows the struggle for joy. Here, I'll bring her picture back up so you can see it. Joy to be the top dog in Riley's life as she attempts to keep anger, disgust, and fear regulated and do her best to get rid of sadness altogether. Sadness won't go away. And sadness plays a pretty big role in the movie. This children's movie had a profound impact on me as an adult as I've done the work of examining my own emotional landscape. All of my life, I've struggled to reckon with what feels like chaotic, it feels like a chaotic and loud room of characters in my head or emotions vying for my attention only to be yanked down by another. I read a new description of the word attention this week, thanks to Peg Edera, who sent me a piece. The psychiatrist Ian McGilchrist says attention is a moral act. It creates, brings aspects of things into being. My inner artist perked up. My inner theologian went, ooh. Attention is a moral act. It creates and brings aspects of things into being. I love when art and theology get to dance. Attention as a moral act and intentional seeing that brings something that is formless into being. We Christians know that story, right? Jesus is this mystery of the formless God personified, embodied in the same form as you and I. I love thinking about the power attention is given in this definition. 
I love how attention becomes generative, creative, formative, making something mysterious a bit more tangible. Is this not the Quaker story too? George Fox was not satisfied with the reality of God only being created by the religious elite, the ordained, the priesthood. George knew that with careful attention, the formlessness nature of God can be perceived as an internal light, an inner guide that speaks to us and encourages us to speak on their behalf. That is a profoundly creative act generated by careful attention to our inner dialogue. I think that's why befriending the characters that dictate our emotional lives is important. This way of looking at our anger, sadness, joy, disgust, fear, embarrassment, jealousy, as parts of us, protectors, teachers, companions, guides, gives them the attention they've been asking us for. Let me give you an example. I'm going to admit to feeling a very taboo feeling recently. Recently, I spent a few days consumed with jealousy. Jealousy is a tricky one because admitting we feel it makes us also feel pathetic. Admitting it makes us feel weak or petty. So now we must also contend with feeling ashamed. Jealousy is also tricky because it has a tendency to get whirlpooly. You know what I mean? <laughs> I typed that in and, and, and my, my uh, word processor was like, no, stop it with that. I'm like, I'm going to write it anyway. Your red squiggly line be damned. Speaking of writing, jealousy is a really good writer, too. Let jealousy take the reins on your imagination for a bit and discover the compelling narratives it can write about you and the person or situation you're jealous of. Very compelling writer. The only way for me to pull myself out of this downward spiral was to give it my full attention to look at it and give it the respect of my attention. If the definition of attention above is right, looking at jealousy with loving attention is a moral act of creation, of bringing something that feels invisible and yet all-consuming into being. Something I can perhaps see in some kind of form, whether it be the artistic styling of a Pixar artist or an elaborate beast. I did that with jealousy and I continued seeing a worried and protective mother bear pacing in front of her injured cub, one leg stuck between two massive boulders. It was a frightening and sad scene. I knew she would charge me if I approached too quickly. So I gently asked jealousy what she was protecting. And there were some roars, but the reality of this internal creative act was that it was indeed protecting an injured and stuck part of me. 
anyone would see the fear and worry of a mama bear seeing her cub in danger and not knowing if those approaching her were there to help or take advantage of the situation and feel compassion for her. It can be hard to know the difference between a predator or a rescuer when the instinct is to protect a fragile or injured part of us. That image creating process I did in the throes of jealousy took my brain about 25 seconds to generate and to draw the lesson from. And in an instant, I was out of the whirlpool jealousy was creating. And I was seeing the injured cub and the mama bear, and I just had compassion for myself, and I could start to approach the work ahead with a focus. I think that is the power in all of us being here together as friends, as we consistently go into prolonged silence together to collectively listen for spirit's leadings. I think it's the power of our Buddhist friends who practice mindfulness meditation, a prolonged paying attention that creates an enlightened inner reality. Our Jewish friends who pay attention through festivals, celebrations, and rituals, which connect them with their history and ancestors, creating and bringing these stories and people back with them. Our Muslim friends who orient themselves to Mecca each day and pay attention together to collectively pray and be with one another. And all the other forms of sacred holding of attention. There is power in this practice of internal discernment of generative presence with our inner life that allows us to become more compassionate, grounded, and which allows us to move and act in the world with conviction and a shared purpose. Here's some queries for open worship friends. Is there an emotion or a situation that has been on your mind heart a lot lately? During open worship, I wonder if you can allow yourself to hold it gently and pay attention to it. What does it look like? What does its voice sound like? What image can you create? When have you asked something taboo or embarrassing, challenging or distressing? What are you here to teach me? What answers did you get? How does paying attention to your inner realities help you discern spirit's leadings? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.